That's right, guys. My number one podcast host, Nathan, is out of the country. He's in Europe on a work trip. I got to say, these pods are not as fun without my partner. So I'm by myself tonight. I'm going to keep it brief, talk some FFI for you guys, uh, and then we'll get on with our nights. Uh, It is Thursday night. I'm watching the Broncos versus the Chiefs. Uh, I'm very excited for another fun week of fantasy football in all my other leagues, not necessarily this league, uh, because my team stinks, but I'm doing my obligation. Uh, love you guys. Maybe I'll bounce back. You never know. And at least I have Chris. So at least I'm not definitely Sacco. We'll see what shakes out. But we're going to just jump right into FFI this week, guys. Uh, obviously, Commanders uh, had a tough loss. Obviously, the Orioles um, you know, were swept in their playoff series. A real bummer. Fun, amazing, fantastic season. Doesn't always work out uh, in the playoffs, but they'll be back. They will be back. Uh, also, very briefly, I need to give a shout out for my uh, other fantasy football league. It's uh, guys, a bunch of guys that I rode with at Dartmouth. Uh, just about that action boss. Uh, great league, great guys. I'm going to make a quick prediction on who's going to win the league. It's going to be JB Cholnoki. So uh, good luck to all you guys. All right, and let's jump into the waiver wire, guys. Uh, this week was an interesting waiver wire week. We actually had not a lot of guys picked up, but there was a lot of money spent, particularly by one of our league members. Um, so the bell of the ball this week was KJ Osborne. He's Minnesota Vikings receiver. Had a pretty good year last year, but then was kind of replaced uh, by rookie Jordan Addison as one of the top two receivers for that Vikings offense. However, as we all know, unfortunately, Justin Jefferson went down with a hamstring injury. He's already on IR. Uh, the other thing about Jefferson is the Vikings are one in four. They are probably almost definitely not going to have Kirk Cousins next year. And they might, they might be looking to draft a quarterback high in the draft. And they may just say, let's just continue to stink this year because it's not our year, especially with Jefferson out. So they may hold Jefferson out for even longer and give Osborne even more opportunities. But anyway, KJ Osborne, $29 to Chris Medeo. Abe Clayman who uh, I thought was going to bid a little bit more than that, $27, Rama $21, Brian Crook $10. So a lot a lot of action for K.J. Osborne after the Jefferson injury. Uh, next guy is Amari DeMarcado, uh, running back for uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, excuse me, for the Cardinals. Um, after James Conner went down, he's on IR. So DeMarcado is... At the very least, uh, probably going to start this week with Keontae Ingram out with a neck injury, probably not coming back. Unclear who's going to be the starter, but DeMarcado did look really good, been a really popular waiver wire guy. Anytime you can get a running back that might actually touch the ball, might actually score touchdowns uh, in this league, they're going to get a lot of money spent on them. We saw the same thing with uh, McLaughlin last week who uh, is, has already been apparently <laughs> looks like replaced by Javante Williams again uh, in, for the Broncos. So we'll see you know what shakes out with him. But DeMarcado, $21 for Mosca, probably at least a month-long window with Connor out to maybe do some fantasy producing. Uh, Brian Crook bid 13 Rama bid 7 Next guy, Roshan Johnson, $17 to Chris. Now, this is uh, this is a, an interesting guy because he is was a free agent because he wasn't touching the ball a whole lot because Khalil Herbert was the main guy with Chicago. Uh, Chicago wasn't really doing much on offense until the last two weeks, but now that offense is looking pretty good. Um, The thing about Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert's going to be out probably for at least a month with a high ankle sprain, possibly longer. Roshan Johnson was a high draft pick for the Bears. Khalil Herbert is a guy that's been with the Bears a long time. They really like him, but he doesn't have the athletic profile to be sort of a superstar running back. Johnson's averaging five yards a carry this season. So, What I like about him for Chris is not only is he a guy 
that could be a fun injury replacement for the next four, possibly more weeks. Um, but he also might be just sort of the guy the rest of the season. He might be a startable guy for Chris uh, for the rest of the way. Um, so I think at $17, it's probably a steal, even if he doesn't play this week with the concussion. Um, that being said, the concussion was a Thursday because it was a Thursday night game last week. So he has a little bit more of a, of a hope to play on Sunday because he kind of has that, that mini buy with the Thursday. Um, Mosca bid 16 so perfect bid for Chris. I bid 8 and Ramrod bid $2. Um, and only a couple more uh, waiver wire pickups. James got the Chiefs defense for $5. No other bids. I picked up Jackson Smith and Jigba because I can't stay away from any rookie, even if everyone is being very clear that this this particular rookie is only going to catch about three passes, all for zero yards every game. You know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I may, you know, drop him later this week or not, or I may just, you know, give him a, a week to see how he looks. Cole Komet, $0 to Mosca. He had a really good game for the Bears. Uh, against the freaking commanders. Um, Falcons defense to Josh for $0, and that's it. So waiver wire warrior, uh, this is an easy one. Chris Medeo, for, for a variety of reasons. Number one, Chris is one in four. He's got some bad injuries, including Justin Jefferson, and he needs to win. So he's not saving his money for later. He's not, you know, going to say, well, you know, I want to have a good um, amount of money for, play- for bids for the playoffs. He says, I need a freaking win right now. And so what he did is he spent $50 this week. Um, and so, so I, I just like the aggressiveness because that's what you have to do if you're in this situation. I showed aggressiveness in other, other weeks when I was uh, in trouble, but uh, apparently uh, no one else wanted to bid on the guys that I showed aggra- aggressiveness towards. So the other piece of why Chris is the warrior is because he bid $2 more than the next highest bid uh, for his $29 bid for Osborne and $1 more for the next highest bid for Roshan Johnson. So Chris essentially had an absolutely perfect bidding day. I mean, this is like one of the king of kings, uh, you know, or one of the warrior of warriors this week. And, and the original waiver wire warrior, Chris, is our waiver wire warrior of the week uh, for all those reasons that I've said. A wiener, I'm, Abe Clayman, I got to give it to you, Abe. Abe and, I, and MJ and I were watching the Orioles game, watching them lose. Uh, Abe's trying to distract himself from the misery of the Orioles, goes on the waiver wire, says, I'm bidding 40 bucks for KJ Osborne. Um, at some point, he decides forty dollars is too much, and he goes down to twenty-seven. And Chris outbids him by two bucks, so that's too bad. All right, moving on. I'm just going to briefly talk about uh, matchups um, in this week's uh, week six, and uh, what's you know what I see, what the X factors are, how the kind of teams are doing, and uh, just you know sort of my general thoughts, and then a prediction at the end. My prediction is basically fifty percent you know chance of being correct, so it really doesn't really matter. Uh, but I'll give it anyway. All right, first matchup we're going to do, this is Abe, who's currently 2-3 and three against Chris Medeo, um, our, you know, bell of the ball of the podcast so far. Uh, Chris is 1-4. and four. Uh, These two teams are both desperate for a win. Abe has, you know, had been unlucky team of the week two of the past three weeks. Um, in this matchup, he is kind of projected to destroy Chris. It's 121-87, to 87, not quite that much of a blowout because Chris still has to pick up his kicker, but still kind of looking like a blowout. Um, it's Thursday night. A lot of is going to be determined by what happens. By the time you listen to this, you may have a better sense of, of what's going to happen because Abe is very highly leveraged with the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Isaiah Pacheco. So, I, you know, keys to, to this matchup. Um, I think for Chris, he needs the to be a weird Thursday game for the Chiefs rather than a regular Chiefs game. So maybe they're tired. You know, maybe it's it's, you know, Weird turnovers, you know, guys fumble the ball when they might not usually, um, you know, something like that. Uh, and he just needs Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco to combine for, you know, let's call it under 
45 points. I think if he can get under 45, that gives him a chance to win. Um, Abe, you know, on the other side could get, you know, 60 plus from these guys, and that's going to be, you know, a total disaster. But I think if it's, you know, under 40, 45 for Chris, that's going to be a really good thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what shakes out there. It's still very early in the game for me, so uh, I can't really make any predictions on how that's going to shake out. Um, and then the other side for the X factor for Chris is let's see how these $50, you know, new guys he picked up are. KJ Osborne, Roshan Johnson. Uh, can these guys deliver the first week he picks them up? Because it looks like if Roshan is playing that, Chris is going to start both. So let's see if these waiver wire acquisitions actually help bring him a win. Um, my prediction, you know, it's hard not to say Abe at this point. Um, you know, Chris does have uh, Hertz. Uh, so the, the quarterback matchup is pretty close with Hertz versus Mahomes. But it's really hard to pick a team that's starting KJ Osborne, Miles Sanders, Dalton Schultz, Roshan Johnson, and the Vikings defense. So it, it, I got to pick Abe. All right, next matchup we have James Lopez three and two versus Brian Mosca four and one. Mosca's had such a weird season. He his team is, has not scored a lot of points, but it's because all of his players have gotten hurt, and he lo- just lost James Conner. So now three of his best players uh, have been hurt. Um, which is which is really brutal. He already lost Nick Chubb. He already lost a receiver uh, who tore their ACL. Name is uh, whoever was is escaping me at the moment. But I'm um, pretty brutal for Mosca. Um, oh, Mike Williams. That's who it was. Mike Williams tore his ACL. So really brutal. But he has gotten kind of lucky because like he's had a couple games where teams haven't scored a lot of points on him, or he scored like 110 points and gotten you know a, a win and stuff. So you know he's fighting. Um, he, he, you know, either of these teams could technically afford a loss because they both have winning records, but I do think Mosca needs to kind of scratch and claw for every win that he can get, given the fact that he is, uh, possibly going to go on a seven game losing streak at, you know, at any point. All right. X factors, uh, Joe Burrow, this guy has the capability of scoring four points in a game like he's done this season or 30 points in a game like he's done this season. He's got a good matchup versus Seattle. He looked way healthier last week found Jamar Chase over and over and over and over again. Can Joe Burrow be, you know, big game Joe, or is he going to shrink, um, you know, complain about his uh, injuries, his calf injury, and and have a poor game? So I think that's a fa- another one, an X factor. Another one is Austin Eckler. Uh, he's apparently finally healthy. Uh, James has somehow managed to go three and two and put up a lot of points without really any contribution from Eckler outside of week one. So can he return to his old self? Can he put up a 20, 25-point game for James? Or is he going to kind of recover slowly and take his time getting back on the field? So that's going to be another X factor. For Mosca, it's like it's hard to say who his X factor is, but the X factor is, is someone going to step up? Because you know who's kind of stunk this year? Ramondre Stevenson. You know who else? Damian Pierce. So he's got really no running backs that have performed well for him. Who's his best player? I mean, it's probably Chris Olave. Um Overall, but outside of that, there's really no one. And so Mosca needs some of these guys who were, some of them were drafted a little bit higher. Some of them have, you know, a, a, a track record of being good players. He needs them to perform. So who is going to step up for Mosca? Um, my prediction is, you know, this one's easy as well. I, I'm going to pick James. Um, I'm going to focus more on picking him because of the tight end matchup where James has Mark Andrews, who's off to a strong start to the year. And Mosca still has Kyle Pitts, you know. Give me a break, Kyle Pitts. I, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, Kyle Pitts had 87 receiving yards this one time. It's like, congratulations. You had a kind of okay, like mediocre fantasy week. All right. You know how many touchdowns he has this season? Zero. Um, you know how many games he's played in his career? 32. You know how many career touchdowns he has? Three. 
Uh, you know how many games Sam Laporta has played in his career? Five. You know how many touchdowns he has? Also three. So it, I don't know. I, I'm still not buying the Kyle Pitts thing. Maybe, you know, prove me wrong, Kyle. Um, it's not his fault. Obviously, he's you know seems to be a great athlete. Although James says he he kind of stinks. So you know, having not watched him, so maybe James um, has a better sense. But I just anyway. Just wanted to talk about Kyle Pitts for a minute. All right, third matchup. MJ Kenny, two and three versus Rama, three and two. All right, guys, finally. And, you know, I looking back, this probably should have been the matchup of the week because this is a spicy, awesome lineup. These are two uh, stacked lineups. There's a potential here that this is the FFI Championship Preview. That's right, folks. All right, MJ, desperate for a win. He's gotten some tough losses. He's had a couple huge weeks and then some not-so-good weeks and then a, a week where he was very unlucky. So um, he needs he needs a win. Rama, she's 3-2, and two, but and, and like she's not even in first in our division, but she's basically locked up the division, right? Like Mosca's 4-1. He's not going to win the division. I'm certainly not going to win the division. Although I will say Nathan might have something to say about that with how his team is kind of uh, rounded into form. So... Um, you know, both would would certainly love a win. Uh, MJ's division, you know, unlike Rama's, is a real dogfight. Everyone's three and two or two and three. Everyone's pretty good. So uh, we'll see what what shakes out. But MJ really needs a win. Um, the quarterback matchup, Herbert versus Tua. I call that pretty much a wash. That's pretty even. Wide receiver, MJ has Ceedee Lamb and Calvin Ridley, but Rama has AJ Brown and Cooper Cup. Uh, I, I give the advantage to Rama, even though uh, MJ's guys both have pretty good matchups and both could have pretty good weeks. So, so we'll, we'll see, but I do give the slight advantage to Rama running back is interesting because MJ has Bijan Robinson and Ken Walker, like these blue chippers, these guys that have, you know, are really good, that are really well-respected. Rama has David Montgomery, who is kind of like a guy who was drafted low, but is like maybe the best running back in fantasy right now. He has 30, gets 30 to 40 carries a game. He gets every time they're inside the 10 yard line, they can it off to David Montgomery until he either scores or they go down, you know, they, it's a turnover on downs. It's like Montgomery, 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 Montgomery. Um, so um, that's a pretty great guy to have. And Brees Hall, you know, he's had two now 70 yard runs this year. Last week he had a 72 yard touchdown run. Uh, he, no limits on him. He had almost 30 touches. Uh, he looks kind of awesome. So I, I, I guess I slightly lean MJ, but I'm not really sure. Um, Rama's guys are, are so intriguing that it's a pretty it's pretty close at running back. Flex, we got Puka Nakua versus Jacoby Myers for Rama. Um, Puka's been great. He's averaging 17.8 points per game. But Myers, don't sleep on him. He's averaging 15 points a game. So it's close. Uh, you give the edge to Puka, um, even with cutback, because Puka had a really good game, even with cutback last week. Uh, kicker, I'm not going to get into, because no kicker matters unless you have Justin Tucker. If you have Justin Tucker, then you're at a disadvantage. But otherwise, kickers don't really matter. Um, even though... MJ has the Dallas defense when you're looking at defense. I give Rama the advantage because she has the Bills defense with a much, much, much better matchup. MJ has the Cowboys going to the Chargers, even though it'll be basically a Cowboys home game, but still in the Chargers stadium where the Bills are hosting the Giants. Daniel Jones sounds like isn't playing. That Giants offensive line is still awful, brutal, terrible. So there's going to be a bunch of sacks, probably some turnovers. So that's really good uh, for Rama there. Um, X factor here, I guess Puka versus Cooper, right? Is is Cooper going to be getting twenty targets, whereas Puka's only be getting six or seven? 
or how is it going to kind of shake out with those two? So this week, who's going to get the touchdown or the touchdowns? Um, that's a big X factor. Um, this one's very, very close. I, I, I'm going to lean slightly toward Rama for some of the reasons I've mentioned. But, I, you know, again, there, that means there's a 50% chance that Rama wins. So it's going to be close. I'm be excited to watch this matchup. This is a fun one between these two teams. This is this is the, the true matchup of the week, I'd say. All right. Ramrod, 3-2 and two versus Nathan, 2-3. and three. Nathan coming off a huge, huge, huge week where he scored 100. 80 points and was team of the week. Ramrod's on a two-game win streak. Uh, what's going to give guys the X factor is which of these guys who at quarterback who can have amazing games or horrible games, Lamar or Justin Fields, is actually going to have a good game. Um, God, Lamar last week must it was just must have been frustrating to be a Ravens fan because um, you know he looked really good in the first half, but they dropped every pass. And then in the second half, he kind of started to fall apart and kind of missed guys and, and was not on the same page. And so it turned into just a bad fantasy performance. But he had seven drops, but he also didn't look great. And he also kind of had some a couple really bad turnovers. I mean, at that being said, if Rashad Bateman can catch a wide open soft pass into his hands five yards away in the end zone, um, this this outcome is different. But just a couple thoughts on Lamar. Um, other X factor, Jalen Waddle for Nathan versus Tyreek Hill for, for Ramrod. Can Waddle keep it close for Nathan? Or is, is Tyreek going to be the one putting up all the receiver stats for Miami? Because someone is going to put up some huge stats. Um, God, you know, I, I, I put Ramrod, I think Nathan, I put Ramrod 11th in the power rankings. But with Jonathan Taylor back just looking at their lineup, this is a this is a, a, suddenly a good squad. I'm not really sure why I ranked them so low. Um, that was that that's on us. But you look at Nathan; he's got a running back trio of Mostert now with HN out again, Kamara, who's getting 25 touches a game, and Josh Jacobs, who is again turning into like the number one fantasy running back or, or you know a top five guy. Um, that is a really good running back trio. And then he's got DJ Moore and the Justin Fields combo, and he's got Jalen Waddle. Um, and he's got Tyler Lockett on the bench. So I, that's a good squad, too. That's a really good squad. These these, these two teams are both really good. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think Nathan um, is probably the slight favorite here. So we will see how that one shakes out. All right, we got Josh versus Joanne. This is uh, this was mentioned in the recap. This is the official uh, matchup of the week. These, these are a couple of teams that, well, Joanne has sort of been, you know, very good or very bad, um, but, you know, definitely been very bad a number of times. Uh, three and two, looking good, first place in her division. Josh, you know, never made the playoffs, uh, famously, um, is four and one, has collapsed a number of times, but his squad is looking like he's not going to collapse, and Josh is getting after it. Josh is, you know, uh, streaming the best defense each week. There was a week where even though it didn't work out, I was impressed because he like kind of looked ahead to who the commanders were playing that they were hosting the Bears the week after. So he picked up the, the commanders as a second defense to keep them on his bench so that he wouldn't have to, you know, bid money on them on the waiver wire. So Josh is doing some good things. Um, Joanne, uh, you know, doing some good things as well. Definitely making some bids uh, on the waiver wire. Uh, I think Josh just has a slight advantage because he's starting Christian McCaffrey and Travis Etienne at running back, whereas Joanne has Derrick Henry and Gus Edwards. I think that alone is going to be enough. Um, I will say there's an X factor Jamar Chase versus Stefan Diggs. You know, can Josh get another 50 or whatever point game from Jamar Chase? Or can can Joanne get a blow-up game from Stefan Diggs? I think whoever scores more there in that, you know, premier receiver matchup will will be a step ahead in winning the matchup. So I lean Josh, but again, Joanne, pretty, pretty strong team. All right. I guess I gotta talk about my team. Um, you know, when I looked into the the analysis, I was I, at first I was like, wow, I'm projected to win. I this is closer than I expected it to be. <clears throat> but now actually looking at the teams, I'm like, why am I projected to win? This is ridiculous. Um, let's start a quarterback. Josh Allen versus Trevor Lawrence. 
because, you know, I, I don't have Richardson. I picked up Lawrence, who Joanne dropped. We'll see. You know, he, he could have some good weeks, some bad weeks, whatever. But Josh Allen, that guy could put up 45 points any week. Um, and he's against the Giants at home. So I, I imagine Josh will have a, or sorry, Brian will have a huge advantage uh, at quarterback. So I got to make up with that for that with my other players, but all my other players are kind of bad. So I'm not really sure. Um, I think the X factor to look at, Brian does have some injuries this week. Saquon Barkley is questionable, unclear if he's going to play, unclear if he'll do much uh, at the Bills anyway. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is coming off injury. Sounds like he's going to play. How effective will he be? And Sam Laporta has popped up on the uh, injury list as well. So I think if you know Brian's injured guys do fine, then I think he'll be fine. But if they seem ineffective because of the injuries or don't play, then you know then the, the doors may be open. Um, Ugh, but Tony Pollard is like has a shoulder injury. He's playing Monday night, so I have to figure out what the heck I'm going to do there. Hopefully, he you know improves to full practices in the next couple of days. We'll see. Um, my team is just kind of depressing to look at. After now that I've gone through everyone else's roster and I'm looking at mine, it, it, it it's sort of like there's three teams: uh, me, Mosca, and Chris that are kind of clearly a class below the other nine teams. So that's a bummer. I mean, we've all of us have dealt with a lot of injuries, so that's obviously you know a part of that. But um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, huh, let's see. How am I going to win? I'm going to win if Tony Pollard and Kyron Williams both kind of pop off, and then Zach Moss kind of gets replaced by Jonathan Taylor, and then you know Saquon or, or maybe Matt Breida plays and does nothing. So I got a big advantage at running back. I think that's the only way. The other thing is I do have a kicker advantage um, because Brian's starting Justin Tucker, but uh, yeah, Brian's going to win. Um, so I'm picking Brian, I'm picking Josh, I'm picking Nathan, I'm picking Rama, I'm picking James, and I am picking Abraham Kleeman. You heard it here first. Yes, I swear, it's a truth, and I owe it all to you. All right, guys, I've had the time of my life these past 20 minutes talking FFI. Uh, I love everyone. Um, hope everyone wins in fantasy, except for Brian. Uh, go Commanders, uh, HTTC. They're playing the Falcons this week in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to predict these guys bounce back, step it up, and win uh, 29 to 15. Kyle Pitts loses two fumbles for touchdowns, and that's how the Commanders win. Uh, FFI over and out. Nathan back next week. Thank God. Love you. Goodbye.